All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent. We're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders, interesting projects and startups, and we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them. And what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say, I knew them when. So thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. And let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of, but you will. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions of the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to KP, who is the creator, the founder of Cuba. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you. It's going well. Thanks for having me here, Matt. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I am really interested in what you're working on. It's a very needed product right now, and I've used it and I've enjoyed it. So looking forward to kind of diving into what you're working on. For people that don't know what Kappa is, can you tell them what what you're working on? Sure. So uh, I'll start with the punchline we're using. Um, Kappa is the internet's first coffee shop fully built on the cloud. And um, well, to get to the you know, deeper dive. It's so basically, it's a it's an online network of um, interesting people on the internet, and who are open to having one-on-one video calls with each other. So um, we want to, you know, we wanted to build a platform where you don't have to think twice about like, you know, what what currently happens is, you know, you you know somebody on Twitter, you somebody know them, you've been following them, or you know them from LinkedIn. Um, you know, whatever, and you're like, oh, this would be cool if I ever got on a, you know, one-on-one video call with this person. Um, and you go to the DMs, and usually that's where the uh, conversation ends, and you're not sure if this person would go on a call with you, and, and you know, all that stuff, right? So we were, we thought, well, what if we made a platform that's completely opt-in from both sides already? Everybody there is willing to have a one-on-one couple with you, and we just call it couple. You know, the last point that you just made, like it's 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 an opt-in on both sides, is actually super funny because like my entry into startups like five years ago was this right. networking app, which actually had I'm not obviously working on it anymore, but it, like it, and it was for in-person events, but it had the same core idea where it's like if you meet with someone, it should be mutually you both should right. agree to it. It's such a powerful idea. Where it's right. like, you know, you know, you know, you're not going to get pitched, you know, if you're both, right. if you're both opting in. So, right. so. And especially with Corona, right? I mean, yeah. Um, especially when everyone's stuck at home. And initially it started out as, you know, me wanting to connect with my internet friends. And I've done that prior before Kappa, just, you know, through Zoom meetings, just like organizing, facilitating all of this through DMs and like emails and, you know, Slack DMs. But I thought there should you know, this should be a platform where this would be like the predominant behavior. You know? And that's that's the that's what became Kappa. So let's talk about what a, if someone listening, you know, wants to sign up and gives it a shot, right? What what's the user experience? Is it did you build a platform? Is it hosted on Zoom? Is it like, you know, can you just talk about how it actually works? Right. Sure. So um right now we have a wait list. Um so you sign up and you 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 know you're part of the wait list. So we, you know, just to make sure that we are iterating um, week after week, and we don't have too many, you know, users and use cases, uh, users and use cases to, you know, lose our track, lose our focus on. So we're trying to choose um, who we whitelist in our beta. And so every Monday right now we whitelist about 150 people, and it's, um, you know, based on one. If you've tweeted or 
if you've tweeted at us or if you know you, there's some criteria there um you know if you, if you show signs of being an early fan we would love to wait just you and the other part is you know just first come first serve based on when you first signed up right now once you're in it's really simple you sign up through um you authenticate yourself through twitter you know twitter login um right now our go to market is twitter we want to focus only on twitter there's so many people doing so many other uh interesting video use cases but we I feel like we stuck gold with Twitter, so we're just sticking with it. Um, what you'll see, you sign up, there's some onboarding questions where we're gonna ask you about your matching criteria, you know, what kind of person you are, like what kind of profession you have, and what are the kind of people you wanna meet, like investors, VCs, or founders, or whoever, you know? There's a big list of people you can meet there, and it's multiple choice, you can choose as many as you want. And once you give us those things, it, from there on, the next screen you'll see is this big, community calendar and we call it Kappa calendar. And what it is, is it's, it defaults to a week's view and it kind of looks like a Google calendar and you'll see all the personas of people who've already reserved tables on Kappa. So now you have two options. You can either hop into one of these tables and you know, join, a, you know, have a Kappa with that person or you can request your new table based on your time slot, what you, you know, whatever you wish to have and somebody else will be matched with you for that time. And that's it. And once this, is, when this match is done, uh, you both will receive emails um, with the secured Zoom links. We're right now using Zoom API. Eventually, we want to move away from Zoom, just have our own API, video API. I'll talk about that later. But once, you have, uh, once you're matched, and you know, boom, you'll have your 30-minute uh, cup of chat with someone. That's it. I feel like by the way you described it, you know, I would, I bet the listeners are like, Oh, like this is pretty cool. They've been working on it for a couple of years. They're just, you know, they're just like, and then and they're starting to come into their own with a wait list. But um, I, I know that that's, that's, that not, that's not necessarily the case. Can you, can you get into when did you get this idea uh, to work on this? And like, just tell me about how you started it and the journey from idea to users and to revenue, if you have it. And if not, just like how, how did you get it off the ground? Sure. Um, this is probably the fastest product that I've ever shipped. Um, so it was, I think March 13th. I remember it was a Friday and literally the night before Thursday night, I had this idea and <laughs> I, I was thinking about several names for this and we were in the middle of, you know, the coronavirus stories, as you might know, when, you know, March 13th, we were like in the middle of the pandemic, um, you know, things were grim. And so I, I was, I really just wanted to build something that was just fun and just changed the mood a little bit. So Thursday night, I remember going to bed and I almost came up with the name called Bingo instead of Kappa, where, you know, Bingo for a match. And another like name that I almost chose was Wafi because like a video coffee. And I'm so glad I denied both of them next day morning and I just went with Kappa because, you know, I had a, a, just that morning I had a call with a friend who was in, who was in England, in London. And, you know, um, she inspired, obviously she, you know, she inspired me to choose Kappa and she's like, Kappa, that makes a lot, a lot of sense. Anyway, so it was a wait list that day. It was just landing page built on um, Webflow. And I went, we went live, I just went live. It was just me, went live on Twitter to my little Twitter community. And I think by that weekend I had 200 signups um, just on that landing page. And that kind of gave me a little boost that, okay, maybe there's some momentum here. Uh, and the quality of signups, like I had, Immediately, I had like the CTO Webflow join. I had like some big name Twitter profile join this, you know, landing page. And I realized that, okay, there's something here. Um, so in a week, um, I had, um, we had, I think we were close to like 600 or whatever signups. 
and I called one of my good friends in Atlanta here who's a developer and is like a badass uh, automation king in, in, uh, in the no-code world. And uh, his name is Michael Gill and just asked him, would you like to join Kappa? And before I finished my pitch, he said, hell yeah, I've been seeing what you're doing. It's really exciting. And so he and I partnered up and I think about 15 days from there, we launched the app um, using Bubble, built on Bubble and Integromat. So complete no-code stack and our MVP came out in like three weeks from zero, from like from day one. If you're listening to this, this is the power of no code. Like you can literally do this stuff. Now I like, I've been such a huge fan of no code recently. I've always kind of been in like a no coder, even like before it was a, say it again. I've seen you, I've seen you champion no code. Yes. Yeah. I'm a big fan of no code. I don't necessarily like, I'm not like, I don't think you don't see my Twitter profile or my feed and be like, Oh, that guy's like, you know, like an advocate for no code. But like, I, I build, I, I like, am adv- I, I build on no code. And when I do it, I talk about it. It's like, yo, I built this shit in like seven seconds, you know, and you can't see if right. you try it, et cetera. How do you like, um, tell me about bubble. Uh, so I, like, I, I'm very, I know bubbles, one of the leaders in like the full stack spaces. Why did you right. pick bubble over like in a dollar or a boundless? Um, I would love to love to hear like what you like about bubble. Cause I am learning all about these platforms as well. Right. I think one, uh, to me, um, is that bubbles, you know, a full stack, um, no quite app, right. Um, and I think Adalo is also a full stack too. I, I've just um, played with their, um, you know, app recently, but uh, Bubble's just been around for a longer time in the no-code space. And I've um, previously built and shipped a, uh, another Bubble app called Writers Compound before Kappa. And it was a, I just had a, I just had a great experience learning Bubble. And uh, there is a tiny bit of learning curve as, uh, as you might know, or as people in no-code might um, know about the editor and how you have to, you know, sort of understand the way they define things and objects. But uh, once you get past that, uh, Bubble is like the best investment, you know, because it does full stack. You can do front end, which is cool, but the more powerful things happen in the back end. And you can connect it to, you know, a database and connect it to APIs. And so we're using Zoom API and tapping it, uh, tapping into Zoom API using Bubble. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's super powerful. Nobody like who uses who uses our app today even knows that it's built on Noco unless you know unless you're following my Twitter and like you see my tweets but most people are like shocked that it's actually a full blown uh, web app built on Noco. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I do think that I agree that Bubble obviously has been around the longest, um, and the API functionality is key. I yes. see. I'm a big like I think like what you just mentioned. You you, you because you already built on bubble you're more keen to build on bubble again because you understand it and for me right. that's how i am with adalo i'm like i built one app with adalo so i just like understand it so i'm gonna keep building right. on it but i definitely i i see that it's a little more nascent and i'm patient and whatnot because i'm a big fan of the ceo big fan of the platform but like it makes me want to just learn bubble just to know like what like what what is the max amount of potential for a no code app to have because it, it is the most powerful full stack tool uh, i'm pretty sure you know right no, I think there's now, um, I mean, I'm fully bullish on like both Bubble and Adalo and, you know, um, anything that's full stack. I mean, I think they, are, they all serve different purposes, right? I mean, I've, I've been a huge fan of Webflow. I have like 10 Webflow live projects, right? No landing pages. You know? Webflow so, is amazing. Oh my God. Like I love badass, watching shit on you know? Webflow. <laughs> yeah, the bad. I'm so bullish on, on Webflow too. So, I mean, I've, 
I've been in the no-code space for almost uh, 18 months to 20 months now. And, you know, everything that I touch so far, uh, I've, I've been very methodical in, in, in the way I've got to, you know, I've gone across these uh, platforms because I, I was, I'm completely a non-technical founder. So I come from a product management background, so I don't know how to code. So I had to pace myself in like learning, you know, uh, these no-code tools. So I started with Card, the simplest thing. And then I went over to Webflow. It took me a minute to get, you know, to understand the CSS part of it and eventually, you know, to bubble and to other advanced ones. But uh, I think, I, I don't think there's any no-code tool that I actually hate right now. So there's so many amazing tools. Well, tell me about Integromat, or sorry, I probably pronounced that wrong because I've heard from multiple, okay. oh, right. cool, Integromat, cool. Yeah. So right. I have heard from a lot of credible people that that is a less expensive alternative to Zapier. Yeah. Um, yes. Is that, it, it, like, yes. is it, is it? I've never even tried it, so I don't even have a, I don't even have like a opinion on it, but is it, is it comparable to Zapier? Is it that good, but less expensive? Or what's your, what's your opinion on Integromat? Cause I, I, Zapier does get up there sometimes. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, I, um, um, I used Zapier for, for a while last year and just recently I switched to um, Integromat cause you know, it was getting expensive and I, I was missed mostly doing site projects and I didn't have any, um, you know, uh, revenue from these. So I was just like, um, you know, looking for a cheaper alternative. Um, and Integromat, I mean, I've, so far I've, I've been a paid user for like three months, I think, and, and I don't have any complaints. Um, they're just as prolific, it's just as prolific. It, it's also visual. Um, I mean, I can't describe how it is different from Zapier because Zapier is also visual, right? You almost like sequentially, you know, zap one thing to the other. Um, Integromat is sort of like a canvas and you start with one module, like you throw a little uh, circle in the center and then you can hook that up to anything else and you can build cool loops, you know, and things, and you can do like obviously automations and things. It's, I think it's, it felt, uh, when I first switched, it felt uh, such an intuitive platform. You know, I didn't even take any tutorials. I just like straight up dived into it, you know, dove into it. So um, they're yeah. comparable to you. It's good, it's good, that's good to know. I'm, I'm excited to just, watch this ecosystem um grow because yeah. it is early like the, the the fact that you there's i mean you might know more than i do on this but like i know boundless i don't think they're 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 you know they're as big anymore or they're around anymore so right now for my knowledge there's like two like there's two, mainly two full stack apps that allow you to build full stack and like this webflow which will eventually be a giant like a powerhouse in full right. stack but not yet which makes you realize like oh my god like, this is such a nascent industry like the, the fact that there's two and like when, when and so for me like like the no code world is so small you know it's, just, <laughs> it's like so many people don't even know what no code is and yeah. they, it's, it's not about knowing what no code is it's just about knowing what you can do without knowing how to code you know exactly. it's right. so powerful yeah i i uh you know, I, I, I wish more people actually give it a real, like, you know, honest shot. Because I think um, in the debate between code and no code, you know, the power of these both platforms or both ecosystems, you know, is being diminished because people are like constantly debating, you know, if it's A is better or B is better or C is better. But the bottom line to me is no matter what tool you use, right, are you making somebody else's life better? Like, what, what are you thinking about customers? You know, are you making at least one person um, are you serving at least one person, you know, in a better way? And that ends the debate, right? So you're right. I mean, there's, I think Noco is still so tiny and every once in a while I, you know, talk to a friend outside tech, um, or even outside no code, I, uh, got a great reality check that they're like, Oh, what is no code? I'm like, Oh wow. No code's really small. 
Yeah. So you built Kappa and you got users really quickly, which is really impressive. Um, and you kind of, and you got, you got, you know, a C, I think you said CTO or, you know, someone that's technical yes. to help you. Yes. Where is it going? Like, not, I don't necessarily care at this second about the like 10 year vision, but like even just the next like, like six months, like you just started this thing, you know, like recently. And I'm actually in the same boat with, an, with my own company. I recently started something too. And it's like exciting, right? Like what right. the possibilities. So for you, yeah. how do you even think about the next six months? Do you want to do this full time? Is it like going to be a side product? You know, how do you think about that stuff? No, I mean, um, I, so the, the real goal that I have for the next six months is um, twofold. One is to um, make sure, you know, we're delivering on the promise. You know, I'm big on, um, you know, delaying growth until, you know, we actually figure out at least a sense of product market fit. You know, it doesn't have to be a like, perfect product market fit, like we got it, you know, but at least a sense, at least uh, knowing that we're directionally in the right direction, in the right way. Um, and I feel like we're getting there and the quality of the feedback that I'm getting and, um, every Monday I send out an email to all the uh, people in the wait list and the beta users. And, you know, the feedback has been super encouraging, um, despite a few like technical, like, you know, um, hiccups or mis you know, glitches, but that's part of just, you know, early beta. Right. Um, I'm so glad that at least they care and <laughs> that they reply and they say, can we fix this for me? How can fix that for me? Um, so we're, we're working through a lot of the kinks of the early stage, uh, early stages uh, of the, of the product journey. And so the six months to me is mostly about figuring out product market fit. Cause I think um, the potential is endless. Like to your point, you know, like who doesn't want to have a great conversation. Right. And as the barriers are being broken across countries, like yesterday I spoke to a guy from Israel, like I would never, ever, you know, like meet like someone like that per, unless, unless it's destiny or fate you know, at an airport, which doesn't look like we're going to airports anymore, you know, at least for the, for the near future. So uh, the, the, it's so crazy. I think there's, I think we're all, and what I'm bullish on is that video is going to be the next, it's the new default, right? Like hopping on a quick video call is going to be the new default. And if we actually have to go drive across town 20 miles or 15 miles to our coffee shop to actually do the same conversation, which could have been done on a video and put on like actual pants, actual, you know, like business clothes. That's ridiculous. I think that's going to be completely changed in the next five to 10 years. And so I'm bullish on that trend. And that's what I'm betting on. Um, very similar to what, you know, 2001, two, three was right. Where, you know, I think Amazon I was reading about zero to one and I was reading about how, you know, um, Amazon called itself the earth's biggest store, but they were not even a store, you know, they're not even a bookstore. Right. Uh, they were just sending you books home and they were talking about the trend of like how online would become the new default and and going across town to go, you know, buy a book from Barnes and Noble sounds ridiculous, you know, and that's how I feel about casual coffees or online coffees, you know, like um, just running across town and having a coffee for a business meeting for a sales pitch for whatever, that's going to be ridiculous in like five years. So, you know, Andreessen Horowitz, funded this company called lunch club i actually had them on the i had them on the podcast like i don't know really? a year ago oh, wow. and yeah. um yeah no they're awesome and i just think uh, and i think lunch club will be successful i think they're a really smart team but like that just shows you like if the one of the top investors in the valley puts yeah. I, I believe it's four million into yeah. the meeting space 
like but, yeah, you know, you know, there's something here. And if the if the, yeah. if, the, if that turns into like more virtual than in person, then wow, like right. what an opportunity you've unlocked and and what good timing because I don't think it's obvious yet. I mean, I think I think I saw twenty to thirty companies like try to do what you're doing, just like like yeah. launch and they did, nothing happened. Um, but you right. actually like got past the initial like oh what a good idea and you're actually like doing it right. which gives you a lot of, which yeah. gives you gives you yeah. something you know yeah thank you no I think I I mean I was very aware of that I was very aware that the you know um, a lot of the ideas you know I mean I've shipped like a lot of the side projects and so I know how this goes right a lot of them sound great sound smart uh, in theory or on a deck or um, on the landing page. But when you actually translate them to behavior, user behavior, and then you get into the actual meat of this, right? And you're like, oh shit, this was so great in theory, but people are not really, you know, doing this. And it's almost impossible to predict how people will use your product, you know? And you have to be super uh, patient and, uh, you know, super observant and, and almost like use your intuition to see, to, to sort of like see uh, the patterns that they're not really telling you on phone, right? Because on the phone, they say something else, but they really, if you watch their intercom behavior, you know, intercom behavior, or you watch their logs and you're like, they're not doing this, right? So I'm, that's why we've been, you know, we, we've been very intentional about um, not trying to grow so fast because, you know, we, we don't, the irony is we don't even have a product hunt launch, which is almost embarrassing because I love product hunt and everything I've done so far in like two weeks, I launched on product hunt. Uh, but we know that just having like, you know, we have 1100 people on the wait list and if we just go to product time, we might have, I don't know, another 1200 or something, but that doesn't mean anything. It's just numbers. Uh, what I do want is right now we have 300 people, you know, on the beta and I'm getting solid feedback on, you know, they want rescheduled flow. They want canceled flow. They want this and that. And I want to make sure that these people who are transacting on a daily basis really love it. And you, you can see that on Twitter, on their, on our, official account, get IO, And every time they have a great cuppa, we ask them to take a picture with their mugs raised. And that's becoming a viral thing within the app. And so those are, to me, those are more important indicators than just pure numbers, you know? Yeah, definitely. I like the idea, by the way, of doing the cup. I like, I don't know. I think you saw on the tweet, but like, I, so I did, I, for people listening, I actually used the product and, and it was, it was fun. I liked it, but my computer died at the very, very, very end. So we actually didn't get a, a picture of our bugs, which is like kind of sad, but I'll, I'll just have great, to do it again. That's a great story. What's yeah. crazy is, uh, even, even, I think it was, it was not, you was somebody else who tweeted about this and they tagged you and then you retweeted it. And then I saw that and I was like, wow, that's so cool. You know, I mean, what, what's so cool to me is, you know, obviously it's, you know, it was sounded like a great idea that one night to me. Right. But I'm less fascinated about what happened on March 13th. I'm way more fascinated about yesterday and today, what I'm seeing on Kappa, you know? So like there was a guy, um, just three days ago, he tweeted at me and I mean, at the company account, um, I mean, at Kappa's account and said, Hey, I had this amazing Kappa and this guy's from, uh, UK with a person in India. And he said like, like after our cuppa, five minutes later, that person inspired me, you know, to, uh, to start a podcast and like really give me the kick in the ass that I needed. And so I found my first, you know, guest for my podcast. And, you know, this morning, here's my URL, like here's the shift podcast episode. And I was like, whoa. And he tweeted the whole story. And I was like, you know, that, that, these are the things that I think I, even nobody would have predicted these kind of things, you know, but I believe that 
if you just let really awesome people connect with each other, they're going to do awesome things. You know, you, you just have to bring a bunch of doers together. That's the whole premise behind Silicon Valley, right? That's the whole, you don't even have to inspire them. You just like get them into a zip code or get them into a, you know, Sand Hill Road or whatever, Phil's Coffee, and they will just do awesome things on themselves, you know, by themselves. And we were hoping to be the Phil's Coffee of the internet. Sorry, you just said Phil's coffee twice. I feel like I can already hear Ryan Hoover's footsteps running towards us. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, you know, he's the one who, frankly, the, the irony is I've never even been to Phil's coffee, but he, I have a picture, mental picture of what it is, uh, mostly the Ryan streets. So shout out to Ryan. I, I, last year I was in an accelerator. Um, so I moved to San Francisco for three years and I went to Phil's coffee for the first time. And it lives up to the hype. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It's pretty freaking good. Like the thing with Phil's, wow, voice just cracked. The thing with Phil's coffee is that they make you wait a long time for your coffee. This is the thing. Like they make you wait in line. Then they make you like stand there while they make it. And like, it's almost painful, but the coffee is that good that it makes you want to do it again. Like they're geniuses. There we go. You know, I think that would be a, that's the dream product, right? Like, you you make the user wait a little bit, like but super enough human. To, yeah, there we go. Super yeah. human. Cool. And now Clubhouse too. So and Clubhouse. I was originally I like Clubhouse is really smart. I give a shit, you know, on Twitter because I'm not in it, and I actually haven't tried to get in. Like I, I think if I actually really wanted to, I feel like I could like ask enough people to get me an invite, but like and I haven't. I haven't. I haven't really cared that much. But like. I don't, I, I'm torn on Clubhouse because, yes, the, their acquisition strategy makes sense. Get influencers, tech influencers to bring yeah. other people, and then it's like a FOMO. But, like, honestly, they're doing it right. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like it because in the way that, like, I feel, like, left out, hundreds of thousands of people feel left out. But, like, they don't care about you, the people that aren't their users. Right. Because I'm not entitled to Clubhouse, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. that I think I think I honestly think they're doing it right, and I I, I yeah. realized this recently, and I'm like not as angry about it anymore. I mean, I, I, you have to look at it from from the from the uh, side of a you know founder, and you'll realize that you know that's probably a smart thing to do, right? As a user, of course, it might be a little like ah oh, man, you know, it feels a little exclusion exclusionary, whatever. Um, but you know, I think you know, I was talking to another founder from Florida the other day on Kappa, and you know, he and I were chatting. By the way, shout out to um, Hunter from Yak, but uh, we were chatting about some of these, you know, go-to-market techniques and acquisition techniques. And, you know, this I think is one of them where you're building a better list, right? And you're, you're letting people in based on some vague criteria. It can never be perfect, but you need that, you need that initial six to seven to eight to nine weeks of time to like work out a lot of, that's, that's what happened with Rome too. You, you saw the tweet yesterday that they're shutting down like the access to Rome Better now because there's so yep. many use cases. Oh, they I can't love Rome. Thing, right? Rome is so, so good. <laughs> yeah. Do you, are you Rome a Rome user? Do you use it? I've used it once. Uh, I'm definitely not their uh, core user, uh, yeah. target user. So uh, I'm already super chaotic and my, my notes are all over the place. So I'm not. I'm not, I would not be the one who's like willing to spend more time, you know. So actually, I'm not going to be the guy to convince you to use it because like we don't know if we're going to end this in a second. But actually, I think that that type of note taker is the perfect kind of person for, for Rome. Like Rome is meant for zero organization. Um, but it looks like it's too late because I shut down the gates yesterday. But uh, I, I, yeah, I would. No, I, would uh, I do have it. Oh, you I have it. it. I, yeah. I, I'd be happy if you want. Like I'd be happy to chat with you another time about it or send you some stuff. But like 
it is not designed for organized minds. It's okay. designed for people that have that, that they have their shit everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give it another shot then. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, good stuff. But yeah, Rome, I see I'm lucky with Rome cause I got in, I mean, I actually have known about Rome for a little while. It started blowing up like three months ago and then recently really started blowing up. Um, I think I've, I, I actually don't think they're going to be a venture scale product. I think it's too weird of a product. I think right. it's a great product. Like you're not going to get 50, like 50 million people using that, you know, like yeah. it's just too weird. It's not, it's not, it's, I'm not ripping on it. I love the product, but it's just like not for that many people. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I haven't fully like played with it. So yeah. Anyways, cool. That was a good jam. Uh, Ten years from now, you know, I know you just started it, but like, dream for a second. Like, what what could the the cloud based coffee shop look like in ten years? What 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 could it be? Ten years from now, it could be um, it could be a place where you know you log in and you want to have you know a cuppa with. Um, a top business coach, right? And you go in there and there's somebody already available and you already see their time and they're already available and you can, you know, just click it, have a cuppa with them, right? Now, it could be a paid cuppa, it could be a free cuppa. Right now it's all free, but our vision is to even have paid cuppas. So, you know, 10 years from now, anybody from anywhere, you know, on the planet can go to cuppa and have a virtual video chat for 30 minutes or 15 minutes or one hour um, and, you know, just have conversations or have uh, coaching, have tutoring, have whatever, you know, we're thinking about, you know, it's almost like, um, I mean, there's so many use cases in my mind right now. It's almost like we want it to be like a, you know, live version of a cameo, like a synchronous because cameo is asynchronous, right? But like a live synchronous um, cameo, but there's so many, so many things that can happen in 10 years. But I think the, the premise is, we want to connect. We want to connect people around the world over video chats, you know, and that's that's the premise. All right. And last question for you: What is something that the forward-thinking founders community can do to help you on making that vision happen and growing the company? Thanks for asking that. Um, right now is to sign up, and you know, if you are someone who believes in this sort of feature, um, if you want to connect with bright minds around the world regardless where they're from, where you're from, um, and just based on shared interests, um, you know, hop on to getcuppa.io and join our waitlist and just hit me up on Twitter and, you know, I'll whitelist you and, you know, give you better access if you're uh, a serious, passionate fan. So it's once again, getcuppa.io is our uh, website. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Definitely a good conversation. Fan of what you're building. I think it could be big. And I'm like, and I like also, I like, I didn't say this, but I like your initial like pitch, like coffee shop in the cloud. I like that. So thanks for coming on. Really enjoyed the conversation and best of luck building Kappa. Thank you so much, Matt. You know, thanks for having me. Okay. Thank you everyone for tuning into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And luckily, there's another one coming up real soon. But before then, I have a couple things to tell you. First, if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart, hit me up on Twitter. I am at Matt underscore Sherman, and that is Matt with one T. So hit me up, shoot me a DM, and I'm happy to check out what you're working on and maybe we can get you on the pod. But at the very least, I'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup. Lastly, if you can please 
rate this podcast in the iTunes store. That would be awesome. I'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders. And the only way to do that, or one of the ways to do that, is growing with rankings. So if you like what you're listening to, please just go onto the iTunes store and give it five stars or four, you know, or three. I'm not going to tell you what to give, but just tell whatever I deserve, you should rate that. With that, I'm signing off. See you next time.